Hey, I'm Dan. And I'm Zach. And we are Fiery Friends. Friends. And this is episode eight. Finally Part coming two. back. <laughs> yeah, technically. <laughs> Take two. Yeah, so technically, we recorded this same episode last week at Dan's house, but um, but Dan's computer didn't agree with us about recording, so. Yeah, it didn't want to do the whole, like, save thing, or the listening thing, or the recording part. <laughs> so, uh, here's a bonus. Um, basically the same concept, but, uh. This week. But this time you guys get to hear it. <laughs> yeah, last time it's just for us. This is for you. Yeah, so it's been hot sec since we've put anything out there. Our last podcast was like first week of January with the Q&A, um, which was pretty great. Shout out to Hannah and Corbin and my brother and whoever else sent a question. Oh, David Novak. We had one from him. Yeah, yeah dude, David. That's right. I remember that now. But... um but yeah, we took a two-month hiatus from Fiery Friends just to kind of take some time to, I don't know, reassess the podcast, also just like get our feet under us on, with the beginning of 2021. Um, we also just kind of realized that like our last couple podcast episodes were just kind of derailing into things that we weren't actually that passionate about. And the whole show is Fiery Friends. We're supposed to talk, talk about things that we're passionate about. Yeah, and as fun as like two-minute episodes about like the word wanderlust and our passion for snow or they were not like they they didn't like inspire us the way that our original episodes did about like you know how we met and Jesus brought us together as brothers or like when we talked about uh tangled and how there's all these Jesus moments inside of it and like you know basically we just want to get back to more Jesus moments because that's pretty much the most important thing, right, Dan? It's just what we're really, really passionate about, because he's my favorite. I'm in love. <laughs> exactly. And, like, without him, we would not be anywhere in life, and so we really want to get back to the root of that. Um, so before we jump into today's topic, I just want to give you guys a chance to get a little update on our lives here in 2021, what we've been doing these last two months where we've been off the air, so... Dan, you want to go first? Give the listeners a little update on yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So while we took our little hiatus, our little time of, you know, thinking life and not recording podcasts for a little bit, I decided to get busy. Yeah, Dan is a heck of busy these days. I got a heck of busy. <laughs> Dan, I cleared a bunch of crap out of my life. Yeah, so I literally just got rid of a bunch of physical things that I don't need anymore. I took three days and cleaned my room completely and wholly. Now it's a cool space where I can just enjoy living. And I feel like Jesus really likes it more now, too, because it's just free and open and a good space to be in. Yeah. And my mom sat in it the other day in the dark. She told me that. In the dark? <laughs> Why? Yeah, she's like, hey, Dan, I sat in room in the dark the other day at, like, midnight, which is weird because she's usually not up that late. Yeah, dude, she's changed. Your mom, like, yay God, your mom is, like, so passionate. Like, last time I was at Dan's house, his mom, she usually, like, would, like, just hide in her room because she was, like, struggling with social anxiety. But last time she was there, she was telling me that, like, she was just finding freedom from that. And she was, like, out in the kitchen till midnight. And I was like, whoa, like, this woman is transformed. It was so dude, powerful. my mom's been finding so much freedom. Yes. She texted me the other day, and she just sent me a really encouraging text. And she's like, don't respond to this. I want to talk to you. 
it was like really encouraging and awesome and it was from the Lord and then she just like offered that she wanted to talk that is so cool so I think I'm gonna do that after our podcast today yeah reconnect with your mom yeah that's really important to me mm. I want to reconnect with my mom yeah I don't do that enough which is weird because I live in the same house with her but I always I get up in the morning and then I rush out the door for my MRI and then I live life after that and then I come home at 2 in the morning and then my dad's up and my mom's asleep yeah. so then I tell stuff that I did during the day to my dad right yeah I empathize with that a lot too my mom she tends to go to sleep around like 9 or 10 and that's I usually don't get home till like 11 sometimes like on the way home I'll like call her and she'll be like what do you want? I'm just trying to sleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I still try to call her. And like yesterday, we actually had a nice talk because she was home at night. We just updated each other on what's going on. So, it's always good to reconnect with your mom. Yeah, I love my mom, and she loves me very well. Yeah. I figured out she's physical touch and words of affirmation too. So we we can love each other pretty well now, and it's pretty mm-hmm. fun. And that's super awesome. Nice. So yeah, I cleaned up my room, and it's a cool space for just chilling with Jesus yeah and then I sold everything in my basement because I had a resale flipping business that I decided I didn't want to be a part of anymore and I was like I don't really want to do this at all anymore yeah so I'm just gonna get rid of all this stuff so I put it all in Craigslist and then this one dude came and bought some and this one couple came and bought literally everything else and they packed it all up and made it disappear and it was super cool yeah that is super cool so now I'm in the process of getting rid of the last little bit of it and then reorganizing everything and moving all of our family like storage stuff into that corner. Okay. And then I'm gonna move all my workout equipment over like alongside that wall and put up this cool, flamey, uh, fiery lion like Aslan, like the cover from Naruto. Dude. I got a really big like banner. That's super cool. And I'm gonna put it up behind there and it's gonna inspire me to work out super hard for Jesus. Wow, I believe it. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm doing that this week. Ooh, that is going to be a fun, fun banner to have behind your workout station. Yeah, so I got rid of a bunch of stuff. I got into working out even more than before. And then most recently, a couple days ago, I got home and I've been waiting so long for this one package. And then this package showed up and I saw it in my room and I was like, what is this? I didn't order something that's fragile, do not bend. (laughs) So I opened it and I pulled it out and it was like two in the morning. So I couldn't freak out too loudly because people were asleep. But I was like... Oh, my diploma! Yes. I spent my entire life waiting to get this. Yes. And now it's here. It's that piece of paper that changes everything. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I graduated like two months ago, but I finally got the diploma in the mail. So now, I know it's not like a change compared to when I was actually graduated, and I'm still graduated, but now I have the paper. And I've just been waiting for the paper the whole time. Yeah, he's been waiting for the paper to start going out and trying to find a job right yeah that's your next step i'm excited i'm gonna dress all nice business casual and i had a dream from the lord which i'm passionate about this is like a big dream seasons for me yeah he's this is like a first it's like a first it's, it's i've never had exciting. such a hardcore dream season mm-hmm. i have a lot of people who are into dreams praying for my dreams every night so they're kind of anointed and blessed yeah so i had a dream about walking into a business and asking the person at the front desk if they had any spots that they were hiring for and they said no and then I was turning around to leave and then the CEO came by and said hey I want to give you a job (laughs) and I was like whoa so I don't expect that exact scenario but I do want to go walk into businesses and just offer my services 
and then leave a resume behind and see if some job that wasn't even listed somewhere just kind of like a door opens yeah i believe god's gonna open something good because i just really want to be able to like god's blessed me with a lot of just joy in all situations and i want to be able to share that with the community that is able to receive it so i like to be in a place where there's just like a lot of people that are in like one area where i can be around them and just like i don't know just like flow joy into their lives yeah and like a different perspective like a redeemed perspective through jesus and I can learn whatever the job is. I can figure it out. Hopefully it's like a big boy salary because I got a big boy diploma. <laughs> so that's yeah, the dream. That'd but, be the uh, hope. That's my goal right now. So that's been my 2021, and it's been really awesome. Yeah, dude. Sounds like a super dope year. Yes, sir. What about, what about you, really? Um, so my years looked a little different. Um, The beginning of the year, just a lot of changes ended up going down. Like, started the year working at a water park. And it was pretty nice. I honestly loved, like, just going in there and, like, listening to the water every single day rushing. Like, I love water. Like, nobody's business. But um, but I ended up leaving the job um, a few weeks ago, mainly just because I wasn't getting the two main things that I wanted out of it, which was connection with coworkers. Um, because most days I would just, like, sit at the top of the water slide and, like, push kids down. But didn't really get to talk to many of my coworkers and build those relationships like I was hoping and then also the pay was just really not worth it like I make a lot more money when I DoorDash so yep. I ended up deciding to let that go and to just get more serious about DoorDashing so that's currently what I've been doing for money um, I also made a big move at the beginning of February from Dawn's house who is one of my financial supporters in Ghana that I stayed with over the last 10 months and she was just so kind and generous to let me stay with her for so long um but I finally made the move back to my parents house which was a really hard transition at the beginning of the month um just because the cats here are really bad for my allergies and my asthma and I was having really bad breathing problems and there's also just like a lot of emotions that came with moving back home again and feelings of rejection feelings of just um just being back where I started kind of and feeling um, just it was easy to fall into this live comparison and just looking at people around me and seeing where they're at in life and feeling behind um, but as February has gone on God's just done a lot to help me find freedom from that and help me to find um, just beauty and just being in my own personal season with him like my old buddy Matt Blackford told me this phrase a long time ago that it's important to stay in your lane and like when you start looking at what other people are doing and where they're at mm -hmm. in life you kind of forget um to just face forward at jesus and walk towards what he has for you and so as i've begun to be able to do that i've be begun to shift my perspective from being in this place of you know feeling discouraged to having hope again and another thing that really helped do that was um earlier this month i went to a men's conference um and my bud will was there and my dad and my brother Brian, we were all at this men's conference together. It was super dope, and um, they shared this one phrase, Rock Shazak. And it's this powerful phrase Rock that, Shazak. yes, and it comes out of the um, the Bible in Joshua 1 9, where it says, Be strong and courageous. And Rock Shazak is the free Hebrew word for that. And that has just been such an encouragement in my life to just be strong, to be courageous, to have hope even when it seems like it doesn't make sense to have hope like mm -hmm. that specific story like joshua was telling these people to be strong and courageous as they're about to walk through a river across the 
freaking river all the way to the other side and they're like carrying this giant ark and they put their feet in the water and it's like you know any average person putting their feet in the water of a rushing river is just gonna wash swept away swept away Goodbye. exactly but they're not afraid to put their feet in when they might be swept away and like I think it's just important to continue to have that boldness in my faith to do things that might um, that might sweep me away or take me that might challenge me in different ways and I think God's showing me that it's okay to be challenged with this season of being back home and being in more um, more intimacy with him and I think it's been really good to just spend more time with him and to not feel pressured to just do what everybody else is doing right now so yeah. that's been really good um, another really powerful thing right now has just been um, at the start of February, we launched our new Bible study, Fearless Followers, which we've been rocking yeah. for four weeks now. It's so good. Um, we've had some really good meetings at Dan's house, and then we had one at my friend Will's house, which Will's been a super big encouragement for me, too, since the men's conference, me and him, we've texted almost every day, and we're having an awesome rekindling of our brotherhood, which has been so dope. And then um, just this past week, we were at um, Ellie's house, our friend Ellie and Elizabeth, and that was a really good week too. So good. Just yeah. talking about um, what were we talking about this week? <laughs> it was about uh, Barnabas. Yeah, just like accountability and just how it's important to have people mentors. in your life to mentor you and to encourage you. And you know, me and Dan were like Barnabai to each other, fiery friends. Yes, but basically sir. that's what a Barnabas is. Like, because Barnabas means son of encouragement, and he was like Paul's best friend in scripture, and just like. Paul and Barnabas, me and Dan are like brothers to encourage one another through mm. the highs and lows of life. It's pretty good. So that's been awesome. Oh, I just want to look at my notes here, make sure I didn't miss anything. But I think that's most of the. Oh yeah, one more big thing. So um, I'm also uh, I also sent in an application this past weekend, finally for something I've been talking about for a long time. Um, <laughs> which is going to YWAM out Yo. in Kona. Um, so that's been on my heart for a really long time now. Like, I've just known that God wants me to go to Hawaii and that he wants me to do something out there. And YWAM seems like it makes the most sense, which, for those that don't know, it's called Youth with a Mission. It's an awesome program where you just kind of go out and you get to do this thing called the Discipleship Training School where you... Um, you spend three or four months in Hawaii just learning what it is to disciple other people and then you go out to foreign countries for another three, four months after that and you get to go and put it into practice. And so, yeah, so I'm super excited and I put an application for September. I still haven't got like a callback or interview acceptance or anything yet, but I think it's coming soon. I'm trusting God that the door is going to open and if it doesn't, something better will happen, but I'm excited. I think... God's finally starting to give me a vision for what I want to do next, and he's also given me a lot of peace with being here and leading fearless followers and just taking things one day at a time, making money door dashing, and um, just engaging with him in the little ways, too, throughout the week. Like, Mondays, I do devotions, and on um, Saturdays, I always, like, try to listen to a book of the Bible audio. Like, this past Saturday, I listened to Jeremiah, and Jeremiah is a freaking intense book. Like, it is one of the craziest books ever. Like, the way that I thought about it is, like, it's like, it's a whole book of God just being an angry parent, which is really intense, because he's just like, he's just so sad and mad at Israel, because Israel, like, is just so disobedient, and he loves, like, he loves his people so much, but he's so mad at them for being stupid, and so, like, it just kind of reads like this book of, like, 52 chapters of, like, the best parent in the world being mad at their child, which 
it's not like the most fun to read because of that <laughs> because yeah. like you know like even the best parent in the world like reading about them being angry for 52 chapters isn't great but but there was also some really good moments like when jeremiah gets called i love so much and i love chapters 29 to 33 so those are all about hope and redemption and so yeah it was a good book and tomorrow i'm reading joshua which should be good too so i'm just i'm excited to get more intentional scripture reading into my life and to just continue pressing into god in little ways um through this year so it's good it's been it's been a really good year also one other thing to let you all know is that we're doing consistently now because we didn't podcast for two months that we decided that we're gonna start this new thing called fiery fridays Friday. so every friday for the next um i don't know for the next until we stop (laughs) is that's what i'm committed to uh me and dan are meeting up for breakfast or i guess i don't know if it was really breakfast today because it's <laughs> breakfast today it's before noon. yeah we started at like 11 15 or whatever but it's before noon yeah it's and breakfast. dan brought some oj gotta love the oj mm-hmm. his mom makes the best oj though. yeah but but yeah so we're just doing friday breakfast friday podcast it's gonna be good and um and so yeah you can expect us on a weekly basis again after our hiatus we're ready to come back strong mm and let you guys listen in on many a topic and so um so the other thing i want to talk about is just that the way we're going to decide topics is going to be changing a little bit in the future because we were doing a little bit of an alternating system before but it wasn't really working we weren't really being super consistent with it so now we are going to be getting a wheel Yes. Yes. We're it's so excited. Super hype. So basically what happened is I ordered like a carnival wheel. It's kinda like Wheel of Fortune. It's just like a wheel with like twelve different slots. And like on each of the twelve slots I'm gonna put a different podcast topic and then um every week we're gonna spin the wheel and decide what topic will be next, um, based on what we put on the wheel. So I think next week what we'll do for the podcast is we'll just uh the wheel's coming in the mail tomorrow. So next week what we'll do is we'll take this podcast to decide what 12 things to write on the wheel and then we'll spin it and so it's gonna be a, oh. it's gonna be a really good week i'm excited but before we get the wheel we do have one topic that we want to kind of reground ourselves in before we go into randomness <laughs> and so um and so this is what we recorded last week when it didn't record but we're going to talk about it again because you guys actually need to hear it now and so today's podcast it's going to be called, and you've probably already seen this in the title of the podcast, but we're 18 and a half minutes in, and now we're actually going to tell you what it is. Yeah, it's getting warmed up. So today we're going to be talking about um, our first taste of God's glory, which essentially is just going to be, um, we're going to take time to tell seven testimonies of times that we encountered God for the first time in different ways, in different seasons of our life. Um, because again, we just want to return to that heart with the podcast and really what our biggest passion is is more than it's you know smash bros or tangle their board games it's jesus and it's just how he's spoken to us and he's made himself real in our lives and so that's what we are going to be talking about today so i hope that our stories of encountering him can bless y'all and inspire y'all and it's gonna be good so dan you want to pray us into some crazy good stories of encountering the Lord. Yeah, just doing some pre-praying prayer, but let's get some legit praying prayer. Let's do it. Let's make it good. Yeah, Papa Guy, we love you so much, and we trust you with this podcast, and with each and every listener, every person who's tuned in. 
We thank you for each and every one of them. We pray that you would bless what they're going through and that you would guide us and direct us to speak on things that would speak to these people. Because you're doing it out of our love for you and our love for others. Mm. So I thank you that you are with us and we trust you. And I thank you for each and every time where we've experienced you in a new way for the first time and yeah. it blew our minds and we were so amazed and so in love with you and you are so good and you do it again and again and again and we can't wait for more and we're so excited for more of you because you are so amazing and you are love and you're so generous in the way that you love us mm -hmm. so i thank you for the opportunity to share all of our firsts that we've had with you or at least a couple really cool ones mm. for that you would take them and bless them to whoever's listening and that they would be able to gain something out of it not that they would be jealous of the firsts but that they would be excited that god can do something new in them as well yes jesus yeah hmm. yeah god we just thank you so much um just for the incredible ways that you've encountered each of us and just pray that anyone listening that this would just be an inspiration and a gateway for them to just encounter you in new ways themselves as well lord and i just pray that as we bring the podcast back strong today that we're able to um just keep it going and keep doing what you destined us to do in life lord in every area in your name amen amen all right here we go so you ready for story number one yeah okay I'm going to start, and then we'll do Dan next. Perfect. So, my first story I want to share is actually, um, it goes back to the very, very beginning of my relationship with God. Um, and it actually goes back to before I usually consider the beginning, because, like, when I normally tell my testimony, I normally, um, I normally start in 2014, which 2014 is when I discovered my youth group, Epic, and my Assemblies of God Church, where I met Dan, and I met all my best friends. Um, and that's when I would say I really committed myself to God in relationship was in that year of 2014. But I would say that the first time I ever really encountered the Holy Spirit and felt his presence goes back even further um, to 2011. And so back in 2011, um, I was still at my old private Lutheran school. And so I grew up in a private Lutheran school where like they taught us a lot of the Bible basics, you know, they taught us... Um, what it is to know about Jesus and we read the Bible and whatever and I always won the games in Sunday school but well, um, but I never really understood what it was to have that personal relationship with him and um, and growing up in Lutheran school like I was the only guy in my grade in seventh and eighth grade it was just me and eight girls for two years and so yeah. so I was just like very lonely most of my friends growing up were just people I met online on the internet I didn't really have a social life in any capacity um, and outside of my online friends and so I was just a very lonely person who like the things that brought me joy in life was just playing like you know online survivor games when I got home from school that was basically all I was living for at the time um even though I knew about Jesus he wasn't really something that got me excited or was like the heart of my life at that time um but that all kind of started to change a little bit when I went to this event that my Lutheran church was doing because at Lutheran church they had these confirmation classes where they have us read like the catechism and stuff and we had like a small group of like five or six of us who would attend these classes and they decided that they were going to take our confirmation class on this retreat to this place called Youthquake which was like this big like Lutheran worship convention that they were doing in the Wisconsin Dells in this big room and 
while we were at Youthquake in this big room, it was just like, it was so transformative to, for me because it was the first time that I was ever in a room of people who really like actively seemed like they loved Jesus and were like excited about him because going to Lutheran church, like it was really not engaging growing up. Like first of all, at Lutheran school, they made us take sermon notes. So every like week, like going to church was more like a class because you were just taking notes on the sermon because you had to do it to get a grade it wasn't like actually you were doing it for to engage with god and then like the people who weren't taking sermon notes were just like you know 50 year old people falling asleep and singing in a monotone voice like praise god from whom all blessings flow and they're just singing like in this monotone voice where it's like they don't even care and so it was hard for me to care when nobody else in the room cared and so that was kind of what my experience was with worship at that point in my life most of the time and going to youthquake was so different because there was this guy named peter eyed who's he's a pretty no-name artist like he's not super big or mainstream but he was um he was leading the worship at this big thing in um in the wisconsin dells that we were at and he was so excited in the way he led worship like one of the biggest songs that he led was this one called taste and see and it was just this whole song about like taste and see that the Lord is good to you and me. And there was just like this big dance mix that he would do. And like, he taught us all these hand motions and everyone in the room was just like, so yeah. excited. They were like, hype. And like, that was just, it was so different to be in a room with people who were hyped about Jesus. Um, so that was like half the power of the experience. But when I really encountered the Holy Spirit came in one of his other songs that he sang. Um, and it's this song called Abba, I Belong to You. And it's not like the mainstream ABBA song that's like by Jonathan Hessler or whatever. Because that one's really good too and I learned that one a few years later. But but the one he sang is just called ABBA I Belong To You. Um, You guys can look it up on Spotify. You could probably give this guy some listens. He's not super mainstream. But he's a good, he's a good preacher man. Peter Eide. I'll never forget him. But yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, But yeah, so that song ABBA I Belong To You though, it just touched me in a way that was so deep. And I remember just like listening to it and crying in the back of the room at Youthquake because it was so significant to me, specifically this idea of belonging, because at that point in my life, I didn't really know what it was to belong or to feel a part of a family in a spiritual way. I mean, I guess I, 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 like my parents were never bad parents. Like I loved my parents all the way through, but we didn't really have Jesus in our home and in our family life. Like it was mainly just we'd go to church on Sundays and hear about Jesus there. It wasn't something that was central to our family. And like to be in this room of people who were all centrally focused on God and to feel like I belonged to that family and I belonged to that father who was so good and so loving and so willing to die on my behalf when I felt so worthless at school and alone and like most days I would sit alone at lunch with no friends and my only friends were online people I'd never met and like I just had nobody so to feel in that moment like I had somebody who loved me and who cared was so powerful and I just remember crying that day and being so touched deeply and that's like that's what I point to as the first time I ever felt the Holy Spirit's presence in my life is just in that moment feeling like I belonged to something bigger than myself in him and that was just so huge and I remember even like when I came home that weekend after Youthquake like I came home and I remember just crying in my bedroom for the longest time and my mom came in and she was like why are you crying and I remember just saying in that moment like because the world's not like that and it was so hard for me to come back from like this big super hyper like Jesus experience where I just like felt the Holy Spirit's presence and then come back to this real world where I felt so alone and like I didn't have anybody and nobody else was excited about Jesus and they just sang boring hymns on Sunday and didn't really engage with his presence like it just broke me down and made me so so sad and it was really hard at that time because I just thought like man the real world 
just can never be that good. Um, but luckily, over the years, I've found that, like, when you actually, like, make Jesus central in your life in every area and, like, you have that relationship with him, every day can be as good as those big, crazy conventions, like, and youth quakes and camps and things that you go to. Um, and when you really have that relationship with him, every single day can be filled with life and with hope and with love. And it's so amazing how God has helped me to see that over the years. Um, but after Youthquake, things mostly just went back to normal. Um, and I continued through Lutheran school and public school um, for a while until eventually in 2014 is when I found my real relationship with God, which I'll talk about that more in a little bit. But before I do, I want to give Dan the chance to share one of his firsts in his relationship with God. So, Dan, what you got? Mm. That was a really good story, Zach. I love that story. Isn't it awesome? Jesus is so good. <laughs> yeah. He took you from a place where you're like, oh, nothing. And he's like, here, this is a full, vibrant environment of people who love me and want you to feel the same way. And then you got to walk into that with open arms. Like, you're a part of the body of Christ, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was just so crazy to realize how exciting Jesus can be. Because so many people, even, like, people who are, like, atheists now, like, the reason they're atheists is because they've been hurt by the church, or they've just seen church as just boring religion. Like, it's just, like, you know, it's just something stupid that people waste their time on, is what a lot of people see relationship with God is because they just don't understand what it is, you know? Yeah. And and they think it's just boring rules that make your life more limited, but it really just opens your life up to more hope and to new horizons and to deeper meaning and purpose. And It's really so good. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Alright, well, God is prompting me to share my first really big taste of him and it's a story of grace and hope yes i love the story of grace and hope it's a good story yeah and it's where i'd say this is where i first actually gave my life to jesus yeah because i first gave my life to jesus when i was like seven years old in church because yeah. that's what you do when you're like seven years old in right. Sunday school and i was doing different prayer times and like here you want to give life to jesus today and like uh today sure mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i was around 12 or 13 and i was just living my my average joe life my average joe self i went to yes. a, a private christian school wow with other private christian school kids and really amazing teachers and it was just it was great it was cool I really enjoyed people there because it was different from your Lutheran school because people there, they weren't like super fiery, but they right. was like they had good truth. That's good. And some of the teachers were actually really fiery and passionate, mm. and it was really cool. Yeah. And they could share that in different ways when they were giving different lessons and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really loved being a part of that environment, and it yeah. was awesome. But it did make me a, a sheltered, small, young child. Oh, <laughs> sheltered, small, and young. <laughs> yes. So this one night, I was with my other friend from private Christian school. And then we were just talking about life. And then, like, we stumbled upon pornography, which is, like, something that is super... It's really common in the world, and it's actually super dangerous, and I really don't like it. 
And I really love, like, the whole fight the new drug thing. Yeah. That is, like, a big thing these days. Right. But, like, back then, it was, like, a decade and a half ago, and that wasn't a huge thing. Like, there wasn't a lot of talk about all of these different things that are not good and very addicting to small young boys. Mm-hmm. So... I found out about that, and then I tried it one time, and then my dad found out, because I'm dumb, and I did it on his computer, and I'm, I'm just this Christian naive boy, and he finds out immediately, and he's yeah. like, son, <laughs> we need to have a talk. And I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> so he tells me about life, and about that, and about how I opened like, Pandora's box and the gateway to not really awesome things. And then he he laid down the law with basically, if you do it again, I'll lose my trust in you. So he instilled the fear of ban in me, which it's a lot of Christian talk, but it's basically just like when your dad says that he's going to lose his trust in you, you don't really know exactly what that means, but mm-hmm. it's terrifying. Right. So that was enough to keep me away from that for like a couple months. Because mm-hmm. I was like, that's so scary. But after a couple months, whatever fear motivator you have wears off. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, maybe it's not that bad, and I'll just be really secretive about it, and let no one know ever again, mm-hmm. like a person who's not naive now. Yeah. So I got back into it for a little bit, and then the really crazy moment where it was a first for Jesus with me was at like two in the morning, up in a loft as I was laying in bed on an air mattress, and it was one of the it was like almost a Disney moment where there was like a little angel and a little devil that appeared on my shoulders mm-hmm. and one was like go tell your dad confess your sins yeah. get clean and the other one's like nah don't do that keep doing what you're doing you like it mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting in the middle like I don't know who to pick here but I'm sweating and this is not fun and I do not like what I'm doing actually so I decided to go with the angel one cause you know it's an angel mm-hmm. sounds like a better choice so I went down, and then I woke my dad up at 2 in the morning <laughs> mm-hmm. and told him that I was back into that struggle. And I don't know what I would do if my son woke me up at 2 in the morning and said that, but he had a lot of grace. And he yeah. came up, and he knelt by my bedside and prayed with me for like half an hour. And then in that moment, I finally, for the first time in my life, understood what grace is. Wow. It's where I was steeped in darkness, and I was personally choosing sin. I knew it was bad, and I was choosing to do it anyways, which really hurts Jesus, and it's not awesome, and I don't love it, and it was really sad. But when I was confronted with it, and I made the choice to go and be open about it and bring light into the darkness, then it had no hold, and I felt the hold just fall off as my dad prayed for me, and I felt grace come in, and I knew that Jesus loved me through anything. I was like, I'm a dirty, broken sinner, and Jesus still loves me. Yeah. This is amazing. Because I never understood that before. Because I was just like this naive little kid who didn't do anything mm-hmm. wrong. And then I like I had a secret past at that point. And then I opened it up, and I was like, wow, Jesus loves me so much, and he's welcome in, and I want him in everything. So that got me set on fire, and it sparked and did a chain reaction of a whole bunch of stuff, but... That was my first real taste of grace and real taste of actual Jesus. Before that, it was all just a concept, but then it felt real to me. Dude, that is so insane. Like, just the grace of God is one of the most insane things to grasp. And, like, it's hard to grasp it when you just think you're a good person. And, like, that's what a lot of people do is they just think, I'm a good person. But 
when you realize that you have those flaws and that like that we intrinsically do have that sinful nature like that and that desperation and that need yeah. for him like when you realize that and then you realize that he still was willing to graciously reach out and to give you hope like it just means so much more when you realize your need for it and you do, you like you realize I'm not a good person I'm someone who desperately needs God that just it makes all the difference and especially like just like through your dad there like having him show that grace kind of like as a reflection of God's love as like your earthly father that's so powerful yeah. to to have that through him I'm as wow my mind is just blown like even though I've heard the story before it's still mind blowing his grace is so good <laughs> it's hard to comprehend how amazing it is because you don't get that grace anywhere else in life yeah and he gives us hope like a faith in Jesus gives you grace and hope which are two things that you can't find anywhere else yeah and it's a reason to live right it's so fresh and so good and so awesome Jesus <sighs> that is incredible So, speaking of a reason to live, that's a good transition to my next story um, of 2014. So, uh, as I was talking about earlier, in 2011, that's when I first experienced Holy Spirit at Youthquake, but then I went back to my life pretty normally at private Lutheran school and just having online friends until 8th grade, and then um, freshman year of high school, um, I started going to public school and that was like something I was so excited about at the time because I was like, I'm gonna make new friends! I'm gonna make new friends! And like I was so excited and I thought I was finally gonna make friends and then like the first week of school I was in English class and in English class this girl was like, hey Zach you did good on your presentation! And then like I just wasted my whole freshman year trying to get her to like me and yeah, because yeah, I was this girl likes <laughs> She mentioned me. Yeah. Aww. And it was it was pretty crazy. I did some some insane stuff. Like I made a fake Facebook account to talk to her and somehow it worked. It was crazy. Like that's that's a whole story for another day. It's not not exactly Jesus focused. <laughs> but basically I just got really distracted and really lonely and eventually that girl fully rejected me and blocked all my fake accounts and stuff. But <laughs> As she should. Yeah, let's make fake accounts. You probably shouldn't do that. Just talk to them. Hey, yeah. listeners, if you're going to talk to someone, just do it. Yeah, just and if you are going to make a fake account, just call me, because I know how to do it pretty well. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway. you got blocked in the end, so consider your options. Hey, hey, if you want to not be blocked for three months and think it's the best months of your life until you get blocked, then call me, because that was, you know, I, I remember, what, it was funny, because there was a moment where I was just, like, sitting at the top of Lowell Park Hill, and I remember I was texting my best online friend and this girl that I basically made a fake account to talk to, and I remember just thinking, man, life will never get better than this. <laughs> I was, like, my freshman year self and how pathetic my life was. That was the best I thought it was ever going to get. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Craziness. But, yeah, no, that a girl eventually blocked me, and my whole freshman year was just kind of, like, off the rails. We didn't really have God much in my life at the time because... Um, because my family stopped going to Lutheran church entirely once we didn't have to take sermon notes for school anymore. So at that point, church was kind of an afterthought. And now um, I was just kind of going through public high school. And um, I remember freshman year was really interesting because that entire year I was just kind of an outcast. I sat alone at lunch every single day again. And like all my friends were these outcasts. And at first I was just like really annoyed at that because I was just like, oh, why are my friends all these losers? Like... But then as I went into sophomore year, it was cool because God started to change my perspective and started to see 
it started to give me eyes to see the people that the world rejects and see them with his love and so having that new perspective of like instead of seeing the outcast as a bad thing but instead seeing them as people who are misunderstood and loved deeply and like even though like the world might write them off like that they're special um that's kind of what started to change my heart and started to get me excited about this thing that my public school did every year called empowerment week and so empowerment week was this big week for my school um they would always um it was basically like this whole week against anti-bullying and against like all these things that the whole world agrees is wrong like rape and all those things um just kind of discouraging them and so through empowerment week um there was this guy who came in and he spoke at my school named connor manning good old connor pastor patrick connor man i love pecan man he is a legend and he is the youth pastor or he was the youth pastor at the waukesha first assembly of god youth pastors yeah which is now bridge church um and when i found out that he was a pastor at a church in the area after he spoke at our school i decided i wanted to go to his youth group epic and so epic stands for engaging people in christ and that was what it did for me is it was the first time i ever really felt engaged in my relationship with god going to epic um so that was a first in itself but the bigger first i want to talk about is what epic led to and so epic being at epic led to this thing called spencer lake summer camp that they do every summer and at spencer lake summer camp i had this amazing experience with the lord um encountering him in super powerful ways and there was a speaker named Reggie Dabbs, who's like this big, awesome black guy who he always, he, that's like his big thing. Like every sermon he would start off and say, I'm loud and I'm black. <laughs> and that was like, that was like how he would start off every message. Like, and you're like, I'm a shy, quiet white kid. I love this guy. <laughs> Isn't it? it was so good. Exactly. Like, it's weird how that works. Like the people who are the most opposite of you are the most inspired. But like, dude, I'm so inspired by this love, black dude. <laughs> he was so inspired. But the thing is, like, most powerful moment of the camp for me was on the last day. And on the last day, Reggie was giving this message about um, about a ship and how a ship isn't made to stay in the harbor. A ship's made to leave the harbor. And that was a really powerful message because it kind of related back to what I was talking about with Youthquake and how at Youthquake, like, afterwards I was crying because I had to leave. I was like, I wish the whole world was like this like this confined space where everybody loves Jesus. And um, and that's kind of what summer camp was too, in a way. It was just like another confined space where everybody loves Jesus. It's like every camp, every convention, every like big Jesus gathering I got together kind of feels like this harbor. It's like this harbor where everybody gathers together to worship God, but we're not supposed to just stay in that place forever. We're supposed to go out. Go, and we're supposed the harbor, to go to the ocean. So that was kind of a first taste of like, you know, most people like at the end of camp that week were like, eh, I'm so sad I have to leave camp, but like, God had given me this change in my heart. I was like, no, I don't need to stay at camp forever. I need to leave camp. Like, that's what I want to do. Mm. Um, and then it was the next day is when I would say it was the day that I fully committed my life to Christ. Um, because the day after camp, I came home and there was this thunderstorm that was happening outside of my house. And, um, or it was, I, actually it wasn't like a thunderstorm yet. It was just like raining a little bit. Just like a nice little, nice little drizzle. And as it was drizzling, I... Um, I felt like I was saying, like, go take a walk to the park. Because, like, when I was, like, the depressed kid in middle school and high school, I would always go to this one spot in the woods at the park. And I would just always go there and, like, think deep thoughts. Because I've always been an overthinker and overthought things. Especially with that one girl that I was obsessed with in freshman year. Like, I overthought everything with her. But, um, so I've always been an overthinker. Even before I, like, had deep thoughts about Jesus, it was just deep thoughts about other nonsensical things. And so... 
I would always go to the spot in the woods, and so I was going to take this walk to this spot in the woods in this drizzle, and then the drizzle became a thunderstorm, and it started to become a complete downpour, and as the downpour was happening, I was just drenched from head to toe, and it was just absolutely overwhelming, and I remember taking off my glasses and just being like basically blind walking home in this drenched downpour, um, and just hearing the lightning and the thunder, and it all really culminated in this one moment at the very end, when I was just standing across the street from my house, and like just looking and just kind of like talking to God in my head and just thinking to myself like God you are so high and mighty you are so amazing um that like if you wanted to you could strike me down with lightning right now like I could literally just be killed right now because you are so powerful and that was really like the first time I ever had that taste of what God's power is like and as I tasted God's power for the first time I also tasted his love for the first time in a way where he kind of just spoke to me and he said like yeah I could strike you down with lightning right now but I'm not going to because I love you and I care about you so much and I have a purpose for your life and that was that was huge for me because purpose was something I sought out and really didn't see much of in myself I thought I was just like this quiet awkward shy kid in the background who nobody cared about and who didn't have much to contribute to the world and so in that moment, like in the thunderstorm, it was like God was saying to me and putting in my heart this reminder that like, no, like your life matters. There is more for you. There is purpose. You are going to do something big for my kingdom if you continue to follow me. And so, um, and so I walked across the street after that and I went back into my house, like drenched and sopping wet. And I remember it was really powerful because after that moment I took off my shoes and that might seem silly but but the thing is like I had always bought the same exact pair of white shoes for like my entire life like just like <laughs> I always like got the same pair like every time I go to the store my mom would be like you want to try a new pair and I'd be like no same white pair every time it was like always the same pair of white shoes but like after that thunderstorm I took off that pair of white shoes because they were sopping wet and I never wore them again and like after that I started buying like a different brand of shoes and it was just like this big moment got kind of like indicated to me like a transforming of like from the old life of like wearing those white shoes to like new life of wearing colorful shoes and like being alive in Christ and so now I wear colorful shoes specifically red ones because they're better than blue um <laughs> he's wrong so yeah that's kind of my story of my thunderstorm moment it's one of my favorite things i even wrote a song about it like one of my original worship songs it's called the surrender story and it basically just summarizes that entire story in like a minute and a half song and it's super good and i love writing worship songs but you're yeah. super good at it it's just so much fun you know yeah guys Zach's really anointed for writing music yeah <laughs> me and dan have written a couple of good songs together too maybe we'll do like a podcast someday like ranking all the songs we've written or something That'd be fun you like to rank i like songs yeah it would be fun <laughs> but anyways daniel um what about you tell me about whatever story you want to talk about next Ooh, I want to jump on that camp vibe i love camp Ooh, you're feeling summer camp yes do it yeah, guys, I really, really enjoyed Spencer Lake summer camp growing up. Mm -hmm. I was like a late bloomer for it. I started in high school. I never got to do the junior high one, but I think the senior high one's better anyways. Because they, <laughs> they get more real and yeah. it's less just like junior high craziness and more like, hey, we're here for Jesus, actually. Yeah. It's either like, hey, we're here for Jesus or hey, you're here to find a girl or a guy. 
It's you need pick one. It's literally a five-day camp. The people who, like, said they had girlfriends and boyfriends at camp, I was just like, bruh. Bruh, you met this dude, like, a day ago. Bruh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't live anywhere near them. What are you doing? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Redonk <laughs> But yeah, camp's really cool. And for a couple years, they always had one night where it was Holy Spirit night. And you could just call it Tongues Night if you want to. Because in Assemblies of God, they put a really big emphasis on speaking in tongues. Which, I personally believe it's too much of an emphasis on it. And even in the Bible, it says that like prophecy is probably the best gift. And there's a lot more other gifts that you could have. But if you're going to get one, I mean, one gift is better than no gift. Mm-hmm. So I really, I don't know, it was just like it was the cool thing to get. I was like, oh, I kind of want to get tongues. I wanted tongues pretty bad for like two years. Mm-hmm. So then this one year, I was at summer camp. And the same thing. I was like, ooh, maybe I'll get tongues this year. <laughs> you never know. It would be a pretty good gift. It could happen. I like surprises. I'm a big lover of surprises. <laughs> you are. Surprise me. True, you like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Holy Spirit night comes up, and I'm like, okay, cool. And they did the sermon, and I was like, oh, yes, cool. And then that Patrick Connor Manning guy is there. Patrick Connor like, I love him. He's my youth pastor. He's amazing. He's a mentor and so amazing. And I was a student leader at the time. So I was like, it would be really, really awesome and anointed if I just could be blessed in this way. So I went over and talked to him because they were saying like, yo, if you want to get prayed for for tongues, go talk to your youth pastor. And I was like, that's an opportunity to talk to Pecan Manny. That's an opportunity I cannot refuse. Okay. So I walked up and he prayed over me. Just a good prayer. And I was like, ooh, yeah. And he's like, all right, go seek the Lord. And I was like, I can do that, yes. Mm. So I went and I laid on the concrete in the back corner of the room. Yes, which I'm, is weird because I usually jump up and down up in the front but I was like okay yeah it was different I was there I witnessed all of this yeah live like Dan's just laying on the concrete kind of over there in the corner <laughs> different <laughs> so I was just laying there and all of a sudden my mouth just starts kind of like moving it's not it's hard to describe I don't think it was like moving on its own it's not like oh hey look my mouth's doing a thing I can't stop it yeah it was like your brain's attached to it you know it's happening but it's just doing different formations than I'd ever experienced before and then I just added voice to it and it was making like it kind of sounded like I was from an Indian like a Native American tribe making Mm -hmm. like click noises and stuff yeah and my tongues has changed since then but in that moment I was just like whoa it was weird because I always figured if I ever like tried to do it on my own I'd be like I wonder if this is legit Uh because so many people that try to get tongues are like is this real did I actually have this yeah and I've had a lot of people ask me that and I'm like ah it's hard for me to tell if you have a legit thing (laughs) you don't even think it's real right you have to know for yourself yeah it was weird just in the moment I was like okay this is legit that was the coolest part because it wasn't just like, I'm trying to produce this on my own. Because mm-hmm. that's really sad. A lot of people actually try to do that. Yeah. But I just felt like, oh, okay, I I have this. Wow, awesome. So it made me want to worship God. So I was just, it was really encouraging. So it was the first time that I had the Holy Spirit touch me, that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit in that moment, for yeah. sure. Because my last story was talking about grace and hope and just feeling Jesus' presence. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Jesus is legit and amazing and I love him. And then a couple years later, it was the Holy Spirit, where I was like, oh, the Holy Spirit is 
totally real and I know because I have this gift and it proves that the Holy Spirit is real so it was just like another it was another first for me mm. and I just laid there and I couldn't stop praying in tongues and I did it on my breathing in and my breathing out and then I got kind of lightheaded <laughs> I was like yeah. oh I need to calm down <laughs> but it was just so good because when you're praying in tongues you don't have to have words and I'm a man that doesn't always have tons of words and sometimes there's nothing going on in my head so I don't always have something to pray for but I can always pray in tongues even if I don't have anything that I feel like I need to pray for mm -hmm. and then that it grows your inner man yeah so it's really cool because that means like I'm growing closer to God even without having to have something on my heart or in my mind that I think that I want to pray about so I want to grow my relationship and I always have something to talk about when I'm praying in tongues it's, it's my secret language and it's not for anyone else to hear or anyone else to know, but it's for God to know, and it's for me to just feel like, oh, wow, I feel so known and heard. And God feels seen and heard, too, because he's like, he's not doing this to talk to anyone else or to show up. He's just talking to me. Yeah. So that must mean so much to him, so that moves his heart. Right. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's developed a little bit more since then, and I like to do it in my quiet time sometimes. And then sometimes I sing in tongues, like, when... We were at a worship night, and someone's like, sing in your own language, or just sing to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I don't always have something to sing, so I'll sing in tongues, and it's really fun. Yeah. But really yeah, fun. so that was my first encounter with Holy Spirit. Wow. That is pretty amazing. And yeah, man. I really, I love, like, what the gift of tongues can be, because, like you said, like, a lot of people are kind of scared of it, and, like, shy away from it because of like all those like negative experiences dude it's the weirdest of all gifts I don't yeah. know why you would pick that one gift if you're just gonna pick one right. I would pick like healing because healing is <laughs> cool yeah and flashy yeah tongues is weird yeah it's pretty crazy but and the scary. thing is like it's not it is a good thing though it is a gift it's really super awesome and like you know I think a lot of people are scared of it because of all like the extremists and the people that don't do it the right way but like hearing a story of like how you like actually had it happen to you so powerfully is so good and like the way I actually ended up getting it was really powerful too because like for years I ended up just kind of going to conferences and stuff and you know hearing about it and how you can receive it and I wouldn't get it and I would feel like a lesser Christian because of that uh -huh. but that's really sad um but it really is like super powerful if you do get it and if you don't get it that's okay too you know and it's super awesome I love that you have it and that that experience with the Lord just absolutely it sounds like it edifies your life in a super awesome way yeah it does <laughs> yes so good Jesus you're amazing amen <sighs> yeah so after that I think I want to go to yeah I'm just going to keep going with what I did last week. Cool. Yeah. Send it. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because, like, last week we recorded all of these same stories. And so telling them again, I'm, so, I'm almost like, should I change up the stories? But it's like, nah. I'm actually going to let you guys hear the story. <laughs> so, so I'm all in on this. Nice. I changed. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan did change one of his stories. So I'm interested to see if he's going to change his other one, too, once we actually get to it. But, we'll see. But we'll see. Yeah. Dan's, like, kind of surprising me here. I'm excited. But... But now I gotta keep the same stories because there are so many first tastes of God's glory and like we might do a sequel to this podcast with more of them but I kind of want to keep the ones I 
had originally thought of because I think they're really good foundation stories just for you guys as the listeners to know where I come from. That's what I was trying to do this time. I yeah. Like, I, I, I thought about it. I was like, oh, this, this is good. This is important. Right, yeah. And, like, I think, it, I think it'll be good for you guys to just kind of have this foundational understanding of who we are as we go into, like, more deeper topics potentially of, um, and, like, more extreme experiences. Like, these are first tastes of God, but obviously we've had, like, further tastes beyond these that have like really moved our hearts in crazy ways that we'll talk about in the future but i think starting points are really good so um the last starting point i want to touch on for me personally is um the story of how i fell in love with musical worship and musical intimacy because that's Mm. something that really characterizes most of my life like at bible study two weeks ago they did this activity called parts of my heart which is this big activity where basically you just have a giant diagram of a heart and you just write everything in your heart that you care about and it's just kind of like a self-assessment exercise to kind of see like what are the things that have the biggest place in my heart and what has the smallest place in my heart Mm. and as we were doing the activity um like you're supposed to like write things in bigger letters if they mean more to you and smaller letters if they mean less to you and like you know like the biggest thing in my heart was jesus and then the second biggest thing was like musical intimacy musical worship like that's literally like the second most important thing in my life to jesus is music Mm. and um and that's just it's been a big in my big in my life for like basically since the beginning like even at lutheran church and lutheran school and choir like we would sing songs every week um and i remember like back then i was blind because i didn't have glasses (laughs) and we would always sing um we would always sing this song called awesome god and like i could never see the words on the projector and it would frustrate me so much so like one day i went home and I tried to type out the entire lyrics of Awesome God on my computer without, because I could never see them at school. So I was like, I want to type these out. I want to like print out a version of the lyrics so I know the words. So I was just like so committed to this song, Awesome God, and I loved it so much. And we also sang um, in third grade choir, we sang like, You Are My All in All, that song. Like even in my old Lutheran school, I did learn some really cool Jesus songs that really did touch me in a small way. Yeah, those are good. Um, so I've always been musical. I've always loved singing. Um, but one thing I didn't love back in first grade was piano because my mom tried to make me take piano lessons and I thought it was the stupidest thing ever because they would just teach us these stupid songs like hot cross buns and like I was just like nobody cares about hot cross buns I don't want to freaking waste all my time on this practicing this boring song and like all these other boring piano songs they would teach us and so I thought it was the stupidest thing ever and I quit and I for years just didn't want anything to do with piano um but then after I found Epic, my youth group in 2014, what ended up happening is um, over the next two years, um, I continued to attend Epic and I eventually met my friend Allie Walker, who is one of my favorite friends, even to this day. Gotta love Allison. And she is mm. so awesome. And so it was really cool because in 2016, when I met her, um, I had just graduated high school and she actually had, um, well, she was homeschooled, so she basically just never had school ever so it was great because she was homeschooled and I didn't have school and so both of us were basically free all the time except when I had to work at Walmart which was like only 20 hours a week because I was lazy so basically um we had a lot of time to hang out together we had like this really awesome friendship and one of the coolest things about our friendship was the fact that Allie was really instrumentally gifted she's an amazing singer and she knew how to play piano um which was only significant because a few months earlier than that moment um i had been at my youth group and while i was at my youth group um our pastor was doing an altar call at the end of the night um which is basically just when the pastor's like yo 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 if this message touch you and you want prayer come up here and someone will pray for you because that's basically how they end you know most 
nights at youth group is they end with that and they invite the kids to receive prayer mm -hmm. um, and they give this inspirational speech but as they're giving the inspirational speech usually you're supposed to listen to it but like that night I felt like I was telling me not to listen to anything the pastor was saying in his inspirational speech and instead to just listen to the piano music in the background and God was speaking to me through that and he was saying basically like this music it sets the tone for what I'm doing in the room right now it sets the atmosphere in a powerful way and I was like whoa God that's super cool and then he was like, yeah, man, one day you're going to do this. And I was like, wait, what? And, like, I heard the Holy Spirit speaking that to me, that, like, one day I was going to, like, play the piano and set the atmosphere in the room for worship. And I was like, <laughs> that's a funny joke, God. I hate piano. It's <laughs> the worst thing. <laughs> you're like, that's pretty, that's pretty funny there. Yeah, and I was why just, just, just kind of laughing to myself. Laughing? And I was why like, laughing? This, is so, this is so funny. What's going on? <laughs> so, so I thought that to myself. I was like, there's no way I would ever learn piano. I don't even own a piano. I don't have a way to learn piano. But then when I met Allie and she did know piano, she gave me a really easy way to learn. Um, she, like, printed me off, or she wrote me a sheet of, like, all the basic chords. And the thing is, like, when I learned piano in first grade, they taught me melodies, and melodies are way too complicated, and they take too much time to learn and effort. But chords are simple. Like, you can learn, like, four chords in, like, a day. And so, once I had this basic chord sheet, um, and also, like, every single worship song ever can be played with chords. Like, you don't even need to, like, actually learn melodies to play worship songs. So, yeah, that's also really helpful. And so, once worship songs were the only thing I cared about, um, learning piano was a lot more fun <laughs> because I didn't have to learn all the fancy stuff. And so, um, but even then, I was still at the problem I didn't have a piano of my own. So, I was like, huh. Let's go on Facebook Marketplace. So I went on Facebook Marketplace and I was looking around and I found this piano that was free. And I was like, hey, this is really free. That sounds too good to be true. And they're like, yeah, we'll bring it to your house. And so I wasn't even home that day. So I was like, I called my dad and I was like, hey, dad, these strangers are going to bring a piano to your house. Can you help them unload it? And so then a few hours later, um, the strangers brought a piano to my house and they left it in the garage. And so uh, when I got home, there was this out of tune piano in my garage that the strangers had brought and um, and that was where I started my musical intimacy with the Lord. So I would just go outside into my cold garage in like November and I would just go out there and I would play like the same basic four chords I knew. Um, good old C, G, E minor, D classics. Yeah. And I would play, um, my, my, my starting songs I remember, they were Here I Am to Worship and they were Broken Vessels. And Broken Vessels is like my favorite song. Like whenever I, whenever I'm teaching someone piano, I always like to start with Broken Vessels because it's just so easy and it's also just like, it's just such a good song because it's all about grace. I mean, grace is literally the best grace. thing ever. And so, I love grace. Yeah, and so just learning those songs in my cold garage, like just going out there, spending time with Jesus, playing this out-of-tune piano, um, and playing those worship songs, it was just so humbling and so powerful. And like from that birth, an all-new era of my life, really. Because like, I mean, that's been it's been like five years now since 2016. And, like, I can't even think about life before I knew how to play piano at this point because, like, it was just so different. Like, you know, back then at worship nights, we would just, like, play a YouTube video on the screen, like, with the worship songs. But now it's, like, we have pianos, we have ukuleles, we have guitars, we got them all. Um, and so it's just, like, it's, it just opens up a whole new world once you actually know how to engage musically um, with that. And, like, just having that new way to engage with God is just so powerful. And especially the learning process is so powerful. Like, right now... Uh, our friend Ellie just just like recently learning piano because like um, two weeks ago at our True Love worship night that we did um, for Bible study like um, we did this fun <laughs> activity. the chosen one. Yeah, we did this fun activity <laughs> where, where everybody had to pick up. We did this. It was super fun. We did this songwriting game where um, everyone got like a random teammate and then you had to draw out of a, out of different cups like different things that you would be able to use in your 
songs like we had to pick like a different scripture that we would be able to use to inspire the song and then mm -hmm. a different instrument that you would use um and so ellie got piano and she'd never played piano in her entire life <laughs> she was like uh and she's like what am i gonna do okay. so like so like in the 40 minutes that i gave everybody to write their song she literally learned how to she play literally piano, learned piano. <laughs> and, and now she's been practicing for like the last two weeks since then so it's like i can see like this new testimony of just her falling in love with it unfolding in front of my eyes and it's just like it's bringing back those memories of like how awesome it was um, when I was able to do that and just like I just always love seeing people being able to find new ways to engage with God and like music is one of the ways that I have seen it in my life the most so it's been super good come on yeah yeah dude I love music that's a big part of who I am music's mm -hmm. huge yeah like after that story I shared about grace and hope yeah. I fell in love with worship nights. I didn't go to as many worship nights as I could. Yes. And then and I was learning piano, and then I stopped, and then I started again with chords like you, and then I just sent it, and I tried to play piano at a bunch of different worship nights, and it was such a fun season in my life. I really loved it. Mm -hmm. Worship is super cool. Yeah. So my story has worship in it. That's good. <laughs> I love stories of worship. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna say that. Is that the whole story? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Wow. Is it, is it two years ago now that I was at IOP? Yeah, I... Wait, no. Or is it one? No, 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 it was one. Because this time last year you were still there. But it was... The beginning was, like, almost two years. Yeah. It's like a year and three fourths. Yeah, like so, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, like a year and a half ago. Wait, did you say so. in June? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like a year and a half. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's wow. been a while. Dang. So a year and a half ago. Wait, you should explain what IHOP is. It's oh, not yeah. pancakes. No, I wasn't at the pancake place. I went to this place <laughs> yeah, called that'd be a long time to be the International House of Prayer, which is in Kansas City, Missouri, <laughs> eight and a half hours down south from here. Great drive, good times, awesome, awesome loving, mm. good driving. Yes. But yeah, I was called there from a One Thing conference, which is this big conference they used to have for New Year's at the end of every year, and it was super fun and passionate. And they're like, yo, if you want to come worship the Lord in the night, do it. We've got a scholarship. And I was like, ooh, a scholarship? That sounds good to me. And the Lord was like, hey, worshiping in the night? That sounds like you. And then everyone around me pointed at me, and they were like, hey, that sounds like Dan. And I was like, well, let me try and see if I get one of these 100 scholarship spots. So I got it, and I got in. And my story is what happened two weeks into that. So the first story I shared was about Jesus mainly just showing his grace and hope that could also be like from the father like that could be a father god story yeah and the second story is holy spirit where i just felt his presence and felt anointed and blessed by him yeah. and able to talk to him in a new way and this one's totally jesus yeah just all, the whole all jesus Take yeah i just i don't know i wanted to have my stories involve everyone because mm -hmm. i really love each and every part of the trinity in different unique ways yeah and it's really confusing to people who don't understand it but like God the Father is such a good dad to you and he has so many cool attributes of what a good father would be and if your father isn't a good father it's really hard to understand who God the Father is yeah. so I just pray that whoever's listening if they have a father who isn't a good example of who God the Father is that we just break that off in Jesus name yeah. 
and that you be able to understand that your Father in Heaven loves you so much even if your earthly father can't express that. And we're so sorry that you aren't receiving the love that you deserve and that you are created for. So I pray that you'd be able to receive love from the Father. But yeah, God the Father is super amazing and the Holy Spirit is so cool and He literally lives inside you and it's God within you and that is so amazing and I can't describe how awesome that is. But this is about Jesus who's like a brother but also my story is less of a brother and more of a word that rhymes with blood, brother. Ooh. <laughs> Comes with brother, a lover. <laughs> I thought you were going with mother, and I'm like, no, Jesus, Jesus ain't no mother. Nah, dude, he's a lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, for the first two weeks that I was there, I was just doing my thing, and I was like, this is awesome. I love worshiping the Lord. This is really cool. And then at one point, they're like, hey, Jesus is really cool and at IHOP we really believe in intimacy with the Lord and I was like what does that mean? Yeah. So the whole idea like each different huge ministry on earth has like a specific anointing on it or like a specific call or something that it's really extra good at. So like the one in Bethel is a culture of honor and it's where they just they really love Holy Spirit and working with Him and honoring each other well. And YWAM is a place where they really focus on like being sent and going out and touching the people who need Jesus in a new way and they love to worship and get energized for that. And then IHOP is a place where the leader Mike Bickle really focuses on intimacy with Jesus. Yeah. So like that's the calling of that place. Right. So when you go there to the house of prayer, which is the whole point of this place, it's where they do 24-7 prayer and worship for the past 21 years almost now over two decades mm -hmm. every two hours they have a different worship set go so they just have constant worship of the lord and prayer and people come there and they can just sit and relax and soak in his presence or they can read the bible or they can sing songs and praise to him they can pray in tongues you can do whatever you want you just got to praise the lord just hang out enjoy his presence yeah but i was just standing in the prayer room one day and I wasn't even, like, it wasn't even my prayer room time, because I was night watch, so I was supposed to be there midnight to six in the morning. Mm -hmm. But I was just in there, like, right after dinner and before our midnight to six in the morning shift. And I was just, they were singing songs about, like, the goodness of God and him being an awesome father. And then I didn't get that vibe. All of a sudden, my heart just, I felt like a switch got flipped and yeah. something shifted. And all of a sudden, I realized that I was in love with Jesus, the man, and I was like, what? That's a thing? So it was really hard to comprehend at first, because I was really confused, because it didn't seem like an option. But then I understood, like, that's what they've been talking about, intimacy with the Lord the whole time. I was like, whoa, I actually love Jesus. Like, I miss him, and I actually can't wait for him to come back. And it gets my heart pumping, and I'm really excited because he's my favorite, and he's my beloved, and I can't wait to spend eternity with him forever because he is the best, and he's perfect, and he's so generous and loving and kind and gracious, and his eyes are so peaceful, and his voice is like the sound of rushing waters, and I love the sound of rushing waters, and everything about him is the coolest and most amazing thing you could ever imagine. And there's nothing I'd rather do than just sit and spend endless time just being alone with my beloved Jesus because he's so 
amazing and such a huge part of my life and he's my all in all my everything and when you're with him you don't need anyone else so whenever you go into relationship or friendship with anyone else it's out of an overflow from being completely loved and seen and heard and known in Jesus because no one else can fulfill those things in you except for him because you have that God-shaped hole that you try to fill with all these other things mm -hmm. so in that moment I was like oh wow I'm in love and I started crying and I was like I really miss this guy the dude who walked in Nazareth on earth and I just want to hug him and just hang out with him because he's the best and I can't because he's not here and it sucks <laughs> it sucks hard and I really want him to come back so I, I did a lot of fasting and hoping Jesus would come back sooner I still want him to come back soon I'm really excited because he's awesome yeah but yeah so then I developed that whole I love spending time with Jesus alone and that's been a growing thing in my life the past year and a half and that's a place where I like to start every day where I'm like hey God exists I'm in love with Jesus. I just want to talk to him for a little bit and sit and listen because he has so much to say. And it's so cool when you can listen for him and be available to hear what he has to say and treat him like another human being because Jesus is completely God and completely human, which is nuts and crazy. But it's true. And he's just the best. I could go on for days about how cool he is, but that moment was like I'm in love with Jesus and this is unique and new and different and then when you're in love you want to spend time with that person you want to love them back and the way that you can love Jesus is by, by obeying the Father and by sharing him with other people like that shows such amazing love and when you're in love with someone you just want to share them with everyone around you like hey this person's so cool you should meet this person so yeah I love Jesus and that's that story Jesus is amazing. Agreed. <laughs> Man, are you crying? On the inside. <laughs> I cry a lot. I didn't cry right now, but I cry a lot usually. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, they went to IHOP. That was like a big new first in his life, like being a crybaby. Yeah. A good crybaby for Jesus. It's pretty great. <laughs> I didn't cry before that, and then I cry a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, Crying with Jesus is so good. Like, going back to my first story, like, when I cried listening to that Abba song, that was, like, the first time I ever cried, like, being touched by God. And, like, when you get a good touch from God and you cry about it, it is, like, there's nothing better in the world. It's oh. amazing. It's so good. That's love. It's true freaking love, man. True love. Ah, I'm almost crying now, but... I gotta get myself together. We got one more story. All right, you ready? This one's fun. Send it. Okay. Last first. Um, I'm gonna talk about the first time I ever hosted a worship night uh, at my house because this night was something to remember. Come on, I was there. And it was Dan really was good. there. Yeah. The reason we picked this one for last is because we were both it's there. Like a, it's a double story. It's a good <laughs> combination of brothers. Mm -hmm experiencing something awesome um but just kind of give a little background so before this point in my life the reason this night was so important to me was because um before this point in my life i had just attended bible studies and worship nights um mainly at mari's house great sister in christ um and she would like do these things where we would pray for every single person at her worship nights and prayer nights all the time and i would usually just sit in the background and not really say that much in prayer because i was like more afraid to speak up i didn't really know what to say um 
and I was just I was not really thinking that I had the authority um, and that I had the empowerment from God to lead things um, for the longest time and I would just go to these Bible studies and just kind of sit in the background um, but eventually that started to change and really how it started to change was in the beginning of 2015 God kind of um, that New Year's actually me and Mari and Anna our, my friend Anna were all at a worship night together and we were praying into the new year and as we were praying into the new year I was praying that God would give me more confidence and boldness in my prayer life and as 2015 went on it was super crazy because he started to give me more confidence in every area um, from being at Epic and being on the leadership team there to um, just like individual friendships and relationships like making prayer more central to the focus um, that's also the year I met my friend Will Ubert at summer camp because God told me to go out and pray for him. That's a whole other story. <laughs> and then also that year is when I started this giant prayer movement at my high school. That's another story. Um, so it was just like, it was super crazy. All these amazing stories came out of that year where God was bringing prayer to the forefront of my life to eventually the point where I felt ready to step forward from being the guy who would just sit in the background at Bible studies and be afraid to speak out to being able to lead my own worship night and bring people together and it all happened on the eve of thanksgiving and this has become a tradition in my life every year since doing this thing called the thanksgiving eve worship night which is basically just a night coming together the day before thanksgiving to worship and praise the lord with everything and it's always been good but this time it was the best because it was the first time it ever happened and we just all came together that night it was just me and a bunch of people who were a part of my prayer group at high school and a couple of people from my youth group um, and it, this is like before me and Dan even got super close to because like we didn't get close till 2016 this was 2015 mm -hmm. Thanksgiving Eve so like somehow Dan was here because Dan just like you know he, he always like showed up at things even before we were close I was like, hey, stuff. he's like he was like the party show up guy so <laughs> <laughs> it was good I was glad he showed up that night it was a good one it was a good night and um but yeah, the best part of the night was after we did some worship, and we did worship like, you know, we put songs on the TV, because none of us knew how to play instruments at the time, and um, but after we listened to all the worship songs, it was the most powerful part of this night was that, um, that we did what I used to do at Mari's Bible Studies, which was we took time to pray for every single person individually, and not only that, we made it an adventure, and so we started by praying for my friend Ashley Miller, now Hubert, um, I prayed for her and then she was like I gotta go guys so she left um and she had like a really small car at the time so she just left her car and we were all like huh it's nice outside we should go for a walk and so like as we were just continuing to pray for each person individually we took a walk all the way to Lowell Park and we went to the top of the toboggan shoot at Lowell Park and this was like at like 9 or 10 o'clock at night so it was like super dark out and um and as we were up at the top of the toboggan shoot praying at this time i think we were doing me we were doing our friend brett we were doing our friend corbin because corbin was having anxiety he was like i don't know if we should be out no, here at the park this no, late we might get in trouble get the cops i was like corbin will never get in trouble for this, this is like why would we get in trouble and then someone <laughs> saw us and they were like whoa something sketchy's happening up there so they called the cops <laughs> and then the cops came all the way up to the toboggan shoot and they were like hey what's going on up here and corbin was so anxious he corbin's was like i told you i told you <laughs> and we were like, oh god, like, what the heck? I, I, I was actually pretty shook. I was, was like, whoa! Was uh, I did not expect my first worship night to go to the to the prison. <laughs> so, but luckily, it didn't go to the Take prison. Take it to the jails. Yeah, it didn't go to prison. We were fine. We talked to the cop, and we were just like, we were just praying. And he's like, oh, usually people deal drugs up there, but you guys are just praying. That's fine. 
And so then we asked him if he needed prayer, prayed for him or something. And so it was pretty chill. And then after that, we finished our night by walking to our blood Emilio's house. Um, and we prayed in his garage for Emilio and Dan and I think Autumn too. We had a super solid squat that night. And I just remember all the prophetic words being super powerful. I remember, I think Emilio prayed something over me about like Peter walking on water. And I was like, that's always a good thing to get prophesied over you, like walking on water. So it's pretty good. I mean, not the fear part where he sinks, but, you know, the other part is pretty cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> the walking part. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure I prophesied a lazy river over you that night. Yeah, I you think did. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're like, um, so like the Dells. Yeah, and I just felt so confident that night. Like, everything I was getting, I felt like, I felt like, yes. And, like, that was so powerful, like, feeling like I could hear God's voice, like I could lead prayer, like I could pray for people. It was, it was just iconic and just so powerful and just incredible being able to engage in prayer and like lead this night of like giving each person individual attention and that's still something i love to do like even when we started fearless followers this month at the first um tuesday of february like that was how that's how i like to start almost every new bible study is with a night of giving each person focus and giving each person like 10 to 15 minutes to just kind of listen to god's voice what does he want to say to them what does he want to speak because like when they did that at Mari's Bible study that spoke to me so deeply and then when I did it this night it was so powerful and like any Bible study where we just take time to give everybody attention and see what God's saying about every person it's always so good mm. so I'm excited to keep doing it and I was so excited to do it that night and it was the birth of something beautiful because every Thanksgiving Eve worship night since then has been awesome in its own unique way and it just started a tradition of me hosting Bible studies and worship nights that's gone on for years now and it all started from that one night, just going around and almost getting arrested. So it was pretty great. Oh, <laughs> never forget. Yeah. How do you feel, Dan? Do you have any thoughts about that night? It was the first night I met Corbin. <laughs> it was great. We love Corbin. <laughs> we love you, Corbin. Yeah, thanks for like the four questions last time, Corbin. Corbin's a huge part of our lives. You carry this He's podcast. so great. <laughs> I was just so happy to meet Corbin that night. And the individual prayer for everyone was really cool. And I also thought it was just hilarious that Corbin freaked out about the cops and they actually showed up. <laughs> yeah. Made me so happy. Dude, none of us thought they were going to show like, up. Nah, dude, that's not a thing. And then they did. But it was still fine because he didn't even care. He was just like, oh, don't pray here the park's closed. Yeah, I know. It was just <laughs> hilarious that he's like, I know they're going to show up and I actually did. I was like, dude, you're prophetic. <laughs> yeah, Dang. man. Corvizzle. You gotta love Corvizzle. Yeah. He is an icon. Icon. <sighs> yeah. But anyways, that's 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 uh, seven stories of our first taste of God's glory in different areas. So, just to summarize, recap, you had my Holy Spirit encounter at Youthquake. You had Dan's first receiving of grace, um, just like as his dad comforted him through his um, addiction to pornography and just gave it mm-hmm. freedom there. Yeah. So good. Um, then you had my thunderstorm moment, just realizing that there's purpose in life that God has given me and he's given all of us. Um, then you got Dan's tongues testimony, just experiencing the Holy Spirit for the first time in this amazing way amazing and then you have my story learning piano in the garage musical intimacy it was good it was awesome it's oh, still good yes you had musical intimacy 
and then we have Dan's encounter with Jesus. Jesus intimacy. At IHOP, just realizing that he's in love with this man who yeah. wants to spend eternity with him. Forever. Forever. And then we have our awesome Thanksgiving Eve worship night where we prayed for everyone individually and we continue to do it to this day. <laughs> and that's where we're at. That's it? That's, that's the one? Yep. It was good. I think this has been a good return to podcasting, Dan. I think this is better than a first take. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think so too. I think we got some good quality stories. You got the nice symmetry of the Trinity in your stories. Mm-hmm. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I think. I think we. I think we did this well. I think there's a reason last week's didn't record. Like, yeah, we I was driving away it. last week, and I was like, I know the Lord said to not record this. I don't know why? But okay. God bless. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I mean, actually, yeah, no, bless me, bless me, even when I sneeze, bless me. Uh-huh, good bless. Bless you, if you sneeze right now, Yo, you're bless. blessed. Any sneeze that happened in the past hour and 23 minutes, bless. Yeah, if you sneezed like seven times in this last hour. You're super blessed. You should feel like something good's coming in your life. <laughs> Anyways, like, yeah, I think this has been good. Um, I'm excited to get the freaking wheel in the mail and to see what we're going to talk about in the future. Um, I think... I want to put it out there that anybody listening to this, I'm probably going to make a uh, post on Facebook at some point this week once I get the wheel and just take like a picture of it and be like, yo, what should be on this wheel? And then um, next week, if anybody gets suggestions, we'll talk about the suggestions. We'll decide what 12 things we want to put on it. And then we will spin it for the first time to see where we're going to go in March. I'm excited. I have lots of ideas. I've had so many things floating through my mind while I've been DoorDash in the past few weeks. I've been like, I should put this on the wheel and this on the wheel and this on the wheel. <laughs> and so I'm excited to put some stuff on the wheel, spin it, and see what we're going to talk about. I want to spin the wheel. It's going to be fun. Also, um, we're looking for little coals. So if you have a suggestion that would involve you being on the podcast as a guest, hey, let, us know. let us know because we would love to have more coals like Elizabeth and David and Izzy, the half man, half kangaroo. <laughs> so, half man, half kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, so I believe it's gonna be good. We have got a good future for Fiery Friends. Fiery Fridays are happening, and from now on, we will make sure that the recordings work and use Audacity because Dan's laptop sucks. So because Audacity lets us see what we're doing. Yeah, it's beautiful. We can see the audio levels on the screen as we're talking right now, and it's helping your ears to make sure that this is actually recording this time. So, yeah, um, Dan, anything, anything, anything else you want to leave the listeners with before we call it a day? Oh yeah, you got something big. I got something big. Tell me about it. All right, if you wanna contact Corbizzle for a rap career. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Amen. Corbin needs a rap career. And if you need a DJ for your upcoming wedding, you should call Dan. Yeah. DJ Dan, sound blessed. I love the DJ wedding. Yeah, he is always good at the DJing of the weddings. Um, yeah, and as for me, I don't really know. I mean, if you want food, like, just use DoorDash and there's like a percentage chance that maybe I'll bring you your food. Maybe. Maybe. That'd Franklin be might be there, but I kind of fired Franklin. Franklin's our prayer bear, and there was a time when he spilled he the drinks it, he spilled the when drinks I was door dashing. Bad, bad Franklin. Bad bear. <laughs> but anyways, all that being said, I'm excited for next week. I'm excited for what the future has. I'm excited for all these times we tasted God for the first time, and I'm excited that the taste 
is not out of my mouth yet. It's not gonna be. Oh, we got more to come. Once you get a taste, you want more. Yep, so much more. So until next time, keep, keep the, the fire, fire burning. burning.